there, I'm Christy. This is Awaken the Extraordinary and uh, let's leave a few seconds for some music. Okay, well, consider this your standard basic intro and let's get on with the episode, shall we? So earlier this week, my son told me that someone at his school, so a a kid, probably a a five-ish year old child, told him that me and my husband were dumb. And I felt bad for my son initially, and I didn't take any personal offense to it. Like the, the tightness in my chest that I get when (laughs) I'm mad or frustrated or caught off guard, or I didn't have that. I'm like, this is a five-ish year old child telling my child that we're dumb. And I really don't care what this five-year-old thinks of me. What I am concerned about is a child speaking to my child this way at his school. What is going on with the child that he feels like this is an appropriate thing to say and how my son felt and how he responded. So I asked him, I said, well, why did he say that we were dumb? And he said, well, because I was telling him that, you know, Christmas in July is happening basically. And this child told him that we were dumb, you know? So I'm thinking my son must have said like, oh, well, my parents told me like Christmas in July is this month or next month. And I'm thinking that's when the child said, you know, your parents are dumb. Like Christmas isn't for a few months from now. And I told him, I said, okay, well, how did you feel? about that? Like, how did you feel when he said that to you? And he said, I felt bad. And I said, okay. I said, yeah, you know, I, I understand when someone is saying something negative about the people you care about. I understand how that hurts. I understand how that can make you feel bad. And I said, what did you do about that? And he said, well, I told the teacher and I said, Okay. And what did the teacher say? And he said, well, the teacher told me that your parents are not dumb. And she had a conversation with the kid. And, you know, obviously I don't know what she, what she said to the kid, but I thought this was just a really good opportunity to talk to my son about people's opinions and the value that we place on them and also just people saying unkind things. And in an earlier episode of the podcast, I talked about, you know, my son painting his fingernails with markers and just doing like a kid thing, you know, and then being really adamant that we wash his hands before we took him to school because he didn't want the kids to make fun of him. And as I'm saying this, I'm choking up because it just, it just really breaks my heart that at five years old, he's concerned about other, how other people perceive him. And my husband and I really tried to do our best to instill confidence in him and encourage him to be simply who he is. You know, and when I think about 
my childhood and growing up, and I don't know what age it started, but what I was told and the behaviors that were modeled for me and the behaviors that were encouraged with me is to be very mindful of how people perceive you because how they perceive you matters. And at times it it's almost more important how people perceive you than you being true to yourself and ca- really caring more about what people think of you than you just being your authentic self. So, you know, I was thinking about this and, you know, my husband wasn't here, he was out of town. And so I was just like, okay, like, how do I want to navigate this situation? And I'm having conversations with my son that I just never envisioned myself having as a parent. You know, I was very ignorant to what parenthood entailed. And, you know, I knew the basics, like, yeah, you feed your kid, you play with them, you pay for daycare or school. Um, You know, you don't get a lot of sleep. You don't get a lot of alone time. But no one ever talk to me about these types of things. And I don't remember a lot of these conversations being had with me, you know, when I was a child, not to say that it didn't happen, but as a child and a teenager, I just don't recall my parents having these types of conversations with me very often. And so, you know, I told him, I said, look, I said, Christmas in July is this fun thing. I don't even know how it got started. A funny little backstory though, when I was a kid, I would watch my mom's friends, children over the summer. And so I'm thinking I was like maybe 12, 13, 14, and the kids were a few years younger than me. And at the time, you know, you had VCRs. And so I would always record like Rudolph or Charlie Brown Christmas or how the Grinch stole Christmas. The other one that I had on our VHS tape was the Cabbage Patch Kids Christmas. <laughs> I really loved that. And so once a week, I think I had a little schedule too. Like I had our menu, what we were having for lunch and stuff. And on our schedule, like once a week, we would watch holiday, the, the holiday cartoons during the summer, because I was like, we need to prep for Christmas. So arrogantly, I think that Christmas in July originated with me, but seriously, I'm like, I don't know where it originated from, but it's just kind of this, this fun little thing. Like if you listen to me, you know, that Hallmark channel is kind of my jam. I love Hallmark movies, love the Hallmark movie viewing community. And I've had a couple of my friends in the Hallmark community on the podcast and Christmas in July, Christmas in July started on July 1st. They are showing Christmas movies and it's just become this weird marketing thing. And something that I had told my son too, was he has left these notes for Santa on the hearth of the fireplace. And he's left them for months. One is a list for himself. It's a little list. And then the other list is a list for me, like things he is asking for me from Santa. And it's so cute because one of the things that's on the list is a Ryan Pavey set. 
if you have paid attention to some of my podcasts or you follow me on my happy feel good place, you know that Ryan Pavey is my favorite Hallmark actor. So I think it's super adorable that my son has a Ryan Pavey set on my Christmas list, although I don't know what a Ryan Pavey set is. If it's a set of Ryan Pavey's, kind of like Michael Keaton and Multiplicity, I never saw that movie, but I remember the cover from the video store. Yes, on the VHS cassette box. Um, I'm like, you know, I think I'd be okay with that. But anyway... He's had these little lists on the hearth and he's asked why Santa hasn't come to pick them up. And I told him, I said, bud, you know, Santa just doesn't come down people's chimneys (laughs) randomly throughout the year. He comes on Christmas and that's it. I said, but remember when the holiday season began, Santa's elf dropped off Rocket, the reindeer to you. And Rocket was supposed to go back to the North Pole on Christmas Eve. And then you wrote notes to the elves asking to keep Rocket for an extended period of time. Rocket should have gone back, uh, but honestly, I got distracted with my mom's passing. And so Rocket never made his way back to the North Pole. But he needs to go back because he's supposed to come back when the holiday season commences. So I said, Rocket needs to go back home to hang out with his buddies at the North Pole So why don't we do this? I said, July 25th, that is five months before real Christmas, right? So I'm like, July 25th, let's leave your notes on the fireplace. We will leave Rocket there too. And I'm fairly confident that Santa will come down the chimney or maybe send one of his elves And then he will take your notes and Rocket will go back to the North Pole. Like, how does that sound? And so my son thought that sounded like a good idea. And I said, you know, maybe we can even bake our Christmas cookies. But I mean, really, that's it. Like, we're not getting a tree. We're not putting out Christmas decorations. It's just this fun little like novel novelty thing, right? So I think that's where (laughs) that whole conversation stemmed from. So... When I was talking to my son about the situation, you know, with that child at school, I said, well, first of all, like, again, I understand how it hurts to have someone say unkind things about the people that you love and care about people that are important to you. I'm really proud of you for saying something to the teacher. And I'm really glad the teacher said some, said something to this child because, excuse me, even If the child thinks this is dumb, that is not a kind way to speak to another child. And I said, and also we don't speak that way at home, right? We don't speak that way to each other. And it's my hope that you do not speak to people that way outside the house. However, we don't know what type of environment he's in at home. We don't know like the words that his parents use with him. Um, We don't know like what he watches on TV. We just don't. And I didn't use these words, but, you know, we don't have that level of visibility into his life. And so we can't control other people. We can't control what they say. All we can control is how we respond to what they say to us. So in this instance, I'm really proud of you in the way that you chose to handle this, you know, 
I mean, I, I guess he could have snapped back at the child, but he didn't share that with me. And sometimes he does. Um, and nothing was addressed with me. So I'm thinking that what he told me was accurate, you know, but I said, I'm really proud of you for, for bringing this to the teacher's attention. And, you know, sometimes that's all you can do. And I said, I know that it's hard when people don't understand you or they don't see things the same way that you do. And there are going to be a lot of situations in your life where people don't understand what you're doing or they don't understand what your family is doing or how we celebrate something. And it's okay for them to not understand that. It's okay for them to not be in agreement with the choices that we make, whether it's something we're doing or something that we're celebrating, something that we just have fun with. Like It's okay if they don't agree with it. What's not okay is them being unkind to you because they don't understand or because they don't agree. And that's true for you too, right? Like if you don't understand something or you don't agree with, let's say, you know, how a child is doing something or how their family celebrates something, it's okay for you to not agree and not understand, but it's not okay for you to be unkind and saying things like, oh, so-and-so is dumb because of what they're doing. I mean, saying so-and-so is dumb under any circumstances is not acceptable, but saying someone is dumb because you don't agree with something or you don't understand something, that is not acceptable and that's not kind. And that's just not how we as a family, like that's not how we interact with people. And I think, you know, again, the way you handled this was, was great. And I'm very proud of you and you should be very proud of yourself. And, you know, maybe this was an opportunity for all of us to, to learn a bit how to, you know, interact with each other. And, he seemed fine and I'm hoping he understood some of what I said, but you know, he's five, he'll be six in November, but it also reminded me of like conversations my husband and I have had too, in terms of the types of conversations that I've had with my child or the things that I ask him. I mean, when he was a few years old, just some of the questions I was asking him, like my husband just didn't understand. And, you know, he's like, he doesn't understand what you're saying. And I said, sometimes he is able to understand. Like there was one instance where he was just really, really fighting going to preschool one morning. And, you know, back in San Diego, when he just got really upset I would just bundle him up and take him out for a walk because something that I had heard in some parenting something or other was that if you take your child out of the environment where they are just really emotionally, you know, angsty, I guess, the change of environment kind of does something to their nervous system. I don't know if it helps them regulate their emotions, but I think it's actually the same for adults too. Like I, that's why, you know, we'll go for a walk or we'll go for a drive. Like we have to get out of the environment we're in that is causing us to be like very emotional, you know, whether it's sad or angry or hurt, like taking yourselves out of that physical environment and putting yourself in a different place, it does something in terms of 
regulating your emotions. So I used to do that. I don't really do that here because it's not as easy as just like opening the front door and stepping out onto the sidewalk. Like I have to walk down the driveway and open the gate and close the gate. And it's just, it's not as easy. But anyway, we were back in San Diego and I had taken him outside. And then once he calmed down, I was like, okay, buddy, why are you so upset about having to go to school? And he just wouldn't answer. And then finally he said, because I'm going to miss you. And one, that just like touched my heart as a mom. But two, I was so proud of him because he was able to articulate why he was so upset. And this was at like three years old. And I told my husband, I said, this is why I do it. Because one, I want to get into the habit of having these types of conversations with my son, but also I want sorting through his emotions and really kind of trying to understand why he's feeling a certain way. I want that to become a part of what he does so that if he is upset, like he knows he's upset. And if he's upset, like he's able to look into himself and say, okay, this is why I'm upset. And that way he's hopefully better able to communicate how he's feeling to other people, which is always, I think, beneficial. And he's able to also understand that if someone is is acting that way towards him, it probably doesn't have anything to do with him. Like it's, it's more about that person. So having these types of conversations, it's like training for me and hopefully training for him. It, it encourages him to be like reflective and introspective versus just reacting and not thinking about how he's feeling. He's just handling situations in a different way. And I think, you know, when I look at the world and I look at things on social media, like people are very reactive. They don't take the time to like process, like if something is upsetting to them, why is it upsetting? And then if, if it is upsetting, is it really about this situation or is this like kind of like the straw that's threatening to break the camel's back? And so I'm going to lash out at this person when I really am hurt or feeling resentful, angry, blah, blah, blah about this person or this situation. And I realize that there are so many micro opportunities, like as a parent to encourage my son to like flex that, that self-awareness muscle. And this was one of those instances where I just saw so many different opportunities. You know, we can talk about the little boy. We can talk about like how, how my son is feeling. We can also talk about how someone's perception of what we do or the choices we make only matters if we decide that it does. And I feel like the world needs more joy. The world needs more light. And I don't want anyone sapping my son's ability to feel joy and experience joy in a situation simply because they don't understand it and they don't agree with it. And I realize I'm talking right now about like probably a five-year-old child, 
but I have learned that these years, like as a child, I think the first seven years are so extremely formative in terms of how we continue to perceive things and how we show up in the world, like as teenagers, as adults. And I want my son, like that is my job as a parent is, is to set him up for success. And to me, success is more than like getting good grades in school and going to college and having a good job and making a lot of money. Like I want him to be set up for success as just a human being, because then everything else I I hope is going to fall into place. And just because society places a lot of value on something, I want my son to know that just because that's what the rest of the world is doing. If I personally don't place a lot of value on that, that's okay. This situation, again, was just, I feel like a micro opportunity for me to have those conversations about someone's perception and someone's opinion and being kind versus unkind and how we should respond in those situations and also make the choice to not let it impact us. Like acknowledge, yes, this doesn't feel good what this person said, like it hurt me because they were saying something unkind about people I care about, but ultimately what they think doesn't matter because they're not me and they're not someone that's probably really important to me and what me and my family are doing. Like it's making me happy and it's not hurting anybody. So, you know, why is it a big deal? But I wanted to share this with you, um, you know, in the event that, that you're a parent I think, you know, just being really aware of what you're teaching your kids and what they are observing, like in the home, it's really important. And I think even if we are not parents, there's so many, there's so many opportunities for us to choose kindness over being unkind. There's so many opportunities for us to just choose to accept something, even if we don't understand it, even if we don't agree with it, just to accept it and just think like, okay, if it's making this person happy and they are not trying to push anything on me, they are not like harming anyone in their doing this, that's okay. And maybe just choose to not give people a hard time about it. So I happened to pop onto Facebook last night because someone sent me something and the link was on Facebook. I don't typically go on Facebook. And the very first story I saw was someone's rear end, like bare rear end. And I, and I stopped, I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And so my curiosity got the better of me. And I clicked on the story and it was this person and she was like, I guess on her belly, uh, her hands were handcuffed behind her. She's wearing a thong and there's a guy standing behind her. And the photo is taken from the perspective of the guy standing over her. So he has his hand like on the chain of the handcuffs. So you see like her bare back, you see the thong, you see the hands behind her back, you see the chain you see like his arm and then you just, it's like snapped from above. And I admit, like I looked at that picture a few different times and <laughs> was like, okay, 
okay, um, what do I do with this information? Because this, I, I was like, did she post this by accident? Because this is really inappropriate. Like, this is just really inappropriate, you know? In all the years I've been on Facebook, I have never had someone I know post something like that. And I was just like, okay. And I know she has children. And so I was just like, I hope to God they don't see this. And I was like, what am I going to do? I know I am not going to send her a message. And it was not an attack on me. It was not saying anything unkind to me, but I found it offensive. So I was like, what am I going to do about this? And I just chose to unfriend her because (laughs) it just, it made me feel really weird. Um, the person that I knew her to be, which, you know, wasn't well, like I didn't know her super well, but the person I knew her to be, I didn't think she would do something like that. And so I was just really confused and I'm like, okay, I am just going to unfriend her. I am not going to send her any message. I'm not going to make any comment. I'm not going to report it. I'm just going to unfriend her and just let it be. And I'm sharing this with you because it literally just popped into my head as I was saying, like, you know, people are going to do things all the time that we don't like, that we don't agree with. And as long as it's not harming anybody, how involved do we really like want to be? How important do we really want to make something? And, you know, maybe that's a bad example, but it just happened last night and it was just really, really bizarre. But there are going to be so many opportunities in our life where we don't agree. We don't understand. We don't have to be unkind. Like if I had sent her, you know, a comment, there is a part of me that's like, well, you posted the really weird picture. So to me, you're kind of like opening the floodgates for those types of things. But I was like, I'm not going to be unkind. I'm just going to be like, okay, you know, if, if that like makes you happy, then I guess you go ahead and do that. I don't agree with it, but you know what? It's not actually harming me. Um, you know, one of the things that I had thought about was like, yeah, like if my son was looking at my phone, that would have been really upsetting to me. And I still wouldn't have said anything to her, but it would have like bothered me even more than it did. So all this to say, be kind to people. If you, even if you don't agree with something, you don't need to be unkind because we should be in control of our emotions and we should be in control of how we respond. If we're in a situation where we feel like we are going to respond in a way that is really not consistent with the type of person that we are and that we want to be, then I think you need to remove yourself from that situation However you can, whether it's like physically going somewhere else, whether it's like telling someone, you know what, that's really upsetting, but I'm just not in the place right now to talk about this. So I just need you to leave me alone. And when I'm ready to discuss this, I will, you know, in my son's case, someone said something upsetting to him. He went to the teacher and then he talked to me like, again, I don't believe he lashed out at the kid. So I think we can control how we respond to someone that is unkind. And I don't know if enough of us do that. I think we all know that people aren't going to agree with us, that people aren't going to see eye to eye. And 
that doesn't make us right and it doesn't make them wrong. And it also doesn't make them right. And it doesn't make us wrong. Sometimes situations just are what they are. Someone can think what you're doing is dumb. Someone can think what you're doing is silly. That's okay. Like, I I think a lot of people think some of the things that I do are silly and I'm like, that's fine. Like if you think that that's totally fine, but you know what? It makes me happy. And that's kind of all I care about because the more stuff I'm doing that makes me happy, the happier I am as a person. So that also like kind of allows me to put more light and levity out into the world. If I'm happy, I probably am triggered less than I would be if I was just unhappy all the time. So it's okay if you think I'm silly for doing this. It's okay because it it doesn't matter. So I wanted to share this with you because I feel like it's a really good example of, you know, one, how things get started very early on. Also to just be mindful if you are a parent of like what you were modeling for your kid, the language that you use, the behaviors that you engage in. And I think like, what kind of child do you want to raise? And then act accordingly. And also give yourself grace, knowing that you're not going to handle everything perfectly. Give your children grace, give other children grace, give other parents grace, but also know like, this is my job. My job is to set up my child for success. And I think we all define success differently. I shared with you what success is to me, but I think the world needs more kind and compassionate people in it. And so that is what I am working towards with my child among other things, but that's a really important thing for me. That's something that I place a lot of value on. And so those are, those are traits that I'm really trying to instill in my child through modeling certain behaviors for him and encouraging those behaviors in him when he is interacting with other people. And I think also recognizing that if people don't agree with us, it doesn't have to mean anything. And If we don't agree with people, it doesn't have to mean anything other than we just don't see eye to eye, but I can still choose to respect you as a human being. And then let's just like carry on. I don't feel like it should be that hard, um, but it is. And so I just encourage you to take advantage of whatever opportunities may come your way for you to be the person that you want to be. And be that person for yourself, be that person for your children and be that person for others in the world of social media. Like you seriously never know who's watching like before, you know, it's like, oh, you never know who's watching and paying attention. And now that we have social media and so many of us document so many different aspects of our lives, there are probably a lot more people watching what we do than before. And even if you think like, let's say you're not a parent and you don't think you're making an impact by showing up as the most authentic version of yourself and, and acting with integrity. Even if you think no one is watching, I can assure you somebody is, whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, whether it's someone at work, whether it's like someone in the coffee shop that you go to every day, someone is paying attention. And I hope that that encourages you to do more of what you're already doing, to show up as the person that you want to be. Do that more and more because there is a ripple effect that goes out into the world. And even if we can't see it, it's there. 
And as I've said before, the world is not going to be worse off with more kindness and more compassion and more empathy. And that can absolutely and should absolutely start with us. If that's the kind of world that we want, then we need to be doing that. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. If you would be so kind, if you like what you heard, I would love, love, love for you to rate the podcast. You can rate the podcast on Apple. You can rate it on Spotify and on Apple. You can even write a review. If you want to do that and you can't figure out how, let me know, send me a DM and I am happy to help. But if you found this episode helpful, if you've listened before and you like what you've heard, because that's why you're back, I would really love for you to do that if you haven't already. Because if you think this is good stuff, the world needs more good stuff. And if you rate it, if you write a review, those little algorithm things, they start suggesting the podcast to other people. And if you are inspired and encouraged, then hopefully someone else will be. And we need more good stuff in the world. We just do. So if you feel so inclined to do that, I would appreciate it. And if you want to send me a message, if you even want to be on the podcast, if you want to have a conversation about something, send me a message. You can send me a message on Instagram at it's actually Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I. You can also send me an email at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I at Awaken the Extraordinary. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And stay kind, stay compassionate, and stay curious with yourself and others. And I will talk with you soon.